Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Welcome back to the Prosperity Project. Today, we set the title of The One Question That Happy People Ask Most Often. Now, I want to let you into a bit of a scenario where I came up with this podcast theme. I was driving home from trying boxing for the first time last week. Why? So, Why were you in boxing? <laughs> I, this month, I wanted to embody a couple of goals in particular. So I wrote down in my journal when I was setting my intentions for the month ahead, I keep writing the same goal for the past couple of months and it's to feel strong and healthy. And one night last week, I think it was maybe the Sunday, I was like, well, wait a minute, to become that embodiment, to become that thing, I think I need to do something that makes me feel stronger. Like, actually, I every time I go, I feel, you know, that I'm not to be messed with. Okay. And, uh, you've, so, done, you've done weight training and yes, cycling yeah. and various other bits before. So weight training can make you feel stronger, yeah, but it yeah, wasn't yeah, quite totally. ticking the box for no, you. I like weight training, but I know that I have to make myself do it. So what I'm looking for this month was that secret sauce to like really enjoy turning up. And as I say, that statement of feeling strong, feeling healthy, I don't put down random things like, oh, I want to lose a pound or, you know, that it, that's kind of generic, that it doesn't mean anything in terms of how you feel, mm-hmm. it's the actual feelings behind it. So yeah, I wrote down that statement and I went down this kind of trickle trail and thought, do you know what? I think boxing might be quite good fun. Um, and I found a local boxing gym not that far from us. And so, yeah, last week I had my first boxing lesson class. It was kind of a, a keep fit, box fit style class. Mm-hmm. Super fun. So I'm driving home. Now, what I didn't allude to was the time of the class. Now, you know the time of the class. I do know the time of the class. <laughs> the time of the class is, is six o'clock in the morning. So this particular box fitness, start your day right, happens at six o'clock. So that means getting up at five, really. So I can get up, have a cup of tea, wake in my eyes and get, you know, get out the door with everyone still sleeping. So I'm in the car on the way back and it's obviously, it's the sun's, you know, has just started to properly come up a little bit. It's feeling a bit more worldly, not that many cars out on the road and this question came into my mind so it felt like it was too early for music in the car have you ever had that experience yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, i've just woke it just it's, it's similar to when you're trying up. to park the car and then suddenly <laughs> you've got to mute everything exactly, like, so turn it down turn it down yeah, so, sometimes you just need the peace <laughs> yeah so the music was off i'm driving home it's about a 10 minute drive anyway beautiful the world looks incredible there's not that many people about and this question came into my mind and it was how are you using the talents and resources you've been given? Right? I know. (laughs) So as in, I think naturally I'm a type of person who I'm not questioning everything I do. That's too strong. That sounds too negative. I'm always looking to calibrate, you know, like what feels good. And this boxing was a perfect example where I actually think I'm getting better and better at calibrating myself. Over the years, you know, I've I've listened to the same podcasts and books that a lot of people have, right? It talks about goal setting and you do smart goals and you give it a time and you give it a, something measurable. And can I be honest, you might have got the vibe from the podcast. I actually think it's a bit of BS. I actually think for some people, it leads to this path of not feeling good enough because you haven't achieved a goal by a certain time. You haven't got a million 
£10 in the bank. Well, anyway, there's a whole podcast there. <laughs> I, sure. I think I think setting goals and potentially following the smart system isn't mm. a bad thing, mm. but it's often the mindset around it. Yes. It's often yep. the kind of drive and the sacrifice and all these other things yes. that go hand in hand with this really firm goal setting Kind of I've mindset. got to have it. So that's why I've been doing more goals based on the way I want to feel. Mm-hmm. Because feel feeling can happen in a split second, right? If I said to you, um, you know, feel like a millionaire, well, would a millionaire not be have time freedom? Would they not do what they want? Well, any day of the week you can have that, right? We're not millionaires yet, but any day of the week you could have those qualities of time freedom that a millionaire potentially yeah. has, right? Some millionaires don't have time freedom. So it's all about actually identifying what the feelings are. So that question came into my mind. What are you doing with the resources and skills that you have been given? And I think I feel like when you're in that place where you are constantly looking and just calibrating yourself and going, right, come on, this feels good, this feels good. It's a question, as I said in the title, that I believe most happy people ask because it goes right down fundamentally to evaluating yourself personally about what's in your heart, what's in your life, about the life you're leading. So not based on anyone else giving you anything, not based on you you having to do anything in the future. It's literally looking back and saying, Every opportunity that I had, did I make the most of it at the time? Now, not in a good way, because remember, you can only do what you're capable of doing based Mm -hmm. on what you know in the world, your emotions. But looking back, did you honour everything that life gave you so far in terms of, you know, maybe having a home, a job, a family? Did you act? Were you grateful? And also said, you know what, I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to multiply. And so this led me down a a train of thought it really got me and when I was kind of looking back I thought wow actually this is a question that I know I can ask myself now moving forward and help me calibrate and go I'm, I'm good I'm not judging myself based on anyone else's standard anyone else this is now Am I confident that I've made the most of, of what I've had? So there's a, a, a parable that worked perfectly when I was planning this podcast. It's a parable that goes like this. There's three guys and their boss comes to them and he gives them all um, a different number of talents. Now it's, it's given as like money almost. So one guy gets one coin, another guy gets five, another guy gets 10. Now these coins represent talents, resources. That's the parable. Mm-hmm. And the, the first guy with one, he goes and buries his. So he's frightened to lose his talent. So he literally goes and puts it in the ground and hides it until the, the, the master, the you know, the employer comes back to get it. The second guy with the five talents goes away and he invests and he uses it and he comes back with ten talents multiplied it you know, mm-hmm. by twice and the same with the guy who had 10 he comes back and he's multiplied it I think to 20 but you get the logic there's one guy who is so fearful of losing that amount of money that amount of talents that he puts it in the ground because it's safe yeah right nobody can get it do you see mm-hmm. all the mindset whereas the other two guys took what they had went in, out into the world and thought I'm gonna I'm gonna just multiply I'm gonna you know use it and see what I can create and the, the story of the parable is of course when the the manager the guy in charge comes back the two that took the resources are praised because they took what they had and it did they, something with it and did something with it the person who hid it that was not the point. The point was not to end up with the same amount you started with. 
There mm-hmm. we go. That's critical. The point is not to finish anything that you do with the exact same amount of resources that you start with. The point is your happiness, your joy will come from using it and creating more because we're creators. So when I was looking back over, you know, the past week, the past day, even the past, you know, six months, I left my job from the corporate world six months ago, seven months ago now. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, wow, it feels like I've taken so many big steps, but not big to maybe the outside world. But, you know, you know that we've had lots of fantastic achievements that are quite tangible, but some aren't. Like I can see myself, I've changed as a person. I'm more confident in doing things. I'm also having to learn how to get over things. Well, you can you can measure some things, whether it's your bank balance or your mm. body shape or whatever, but you can't really put a measurement on things like mindset. Absolutely, absolutely. I can't give a quantity. So looking back, the resources and talents that we've all been given to date... Have we used them? Have we maximized them? Did we hide them? Are we actively hiding them? And I I can maybe touch upon this as a next thing. I want Matt to share a little bit as well, but do we actively hide our talents for fear of multiplying them or fear of outside people judging us and things like that? And do we actively seek to get the best rate of return from everything that we've been given? Now, I talk about money. You know that I love to talk love about investing money. in money. That's what my YouTube channel is about. And so we talk about rates of return, right? Mm-hmm. So in the stock market, in a bank account, you put it in and you, depending on what you pick, you will get an increase or a decrease, a rate of return. That's mm-hmm. the hope. So do we have the same philosophy with our other resources that we have? Our energy, our time, are we thinking about where is the best place I can actively put my time, which is your only true limited resource, where's a place that I can put this and focus on that I know for sure I'm going to get a return on my investments. So I wanted Matt to touch upon, now you recently did a bit of a sporty challenge, yep. a little bit of a, not underdog story, but yeah, you decided to to take something and create something. So I wanted, would you just kind of tell us about what you did the past couple of weeks with your challenge and, you know, taking your resources and talents and creating something? So I decided um, a little while ago that I wanted to do some kind of fitness thing. Yes. Just and and it felt quite random though. <laughs> yeah, I, I said I wanted to cycle from London to Glasgow. Well, actually, it started off as Glasgow, Glasgow to, London, to London, but it yeah. doesn't really make a difference of direction. And I wanted to do it on an electric bike. Mm. Um, not because I need an electric bike, but just because I thought, well, how practical are they for stuff? How practical are they for getting about? How useful is it to have some kind of motor helping you along? And I thought, well, rather than do a commute, because I don't commute anywhere, then <laughs> how can I make it a bit more extreme? Yep. And how can I challenge myself? So I reached out to some companies and someone sent me an electric bike, which was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then basically we had, I think we both went out for a little cycle. Yes, yeah, so that was Just to fun. see what it was like to yep. test it. So I probably did about 20 minutes on the bike. Yeah, I think to maybe half an hour at the most, right? And then that was as much as I rode a bike. So I'm not a cyclist. Um, we've got the bike in the garage that we use, so the stationary bike. But otherwise, I don't go out and cycle. Um, I've never done any touring on a bike or anything at all. The, the most time I spent on bike was when I was probably 10 to 15 years yeah. old or something. <laughs> so beyond that, I've not really cycled. And obviously, on the bike, I needed to carry overnight stuff, camera gear, because I was filming it. And the bike weighs a lot. I'm not light and the stuff I had to carry was quite heavy. Mm. So yeah, I undertook this journey and on purpose I went in not really knowing 
much. I didn't mm. know how far I'd get on the bike. Yeah. I didn't know how far the batteries would take me. So I just went in and just tried my best. Mm-hmm. See how far I could get. See how much I could do each day. So I didn't have anywhere booked to stay, which actually came back I to bite me. I know that was probably, yeah. That on, was on, on the first thing. day, that was a bit of a problem yeah. because... I didn't realize that the Silverstone Racing was happening and I happened to be finishing my first day where Silverstone Racing was. Yes. So the hotels were all fully booked. So that was a fun challenge. But yeah, I think the whole point of that challenge for me was not knowing anything, mm-hmm. working it out as I go along mm-hmm. and know that like, although I'm not a cyclist, I know that I have capabilities of just getting going. Yeah. I know I yeah. have a a baseline to a point of some kind of fitness and ability. So without knowing definitely how far I'd go, how easy I'd find it or anything else, I also knew that my persistence would take me along yep. the way yep. and get something done. So the whole point was to go in really naive mm-hmm. and work it out as I went along. And actually over the course of the couple of days, so actually I had to abandon the trip just because yep. Yep. the brakes on the bike weren't up to standard and they, they became unsafe. They became dangerous, yeah. Yep. Yeah, unsafe downhill. But... When I was riding the bike, day two, day three, challenges got bigger. Um, terrain became tougher at various moments in time. So it became much more of a mental game for mm, me. Mm, mm. When you're alone with your thoughts, so I didn't have any headphones or anything. Yes, it yep. was just me, the bike, and my brain wandering to wherever it wanted to wander <laughs> over the course of time. Was there any insights you gained, actually? Because that's probably the longest you've been without like the internet. Or, you know, your phone. With with no entertainment at all Mm. and just me in my head. The thing is, I I felt like I gained a lot of insights. Mm. Like, tons of them. Okay, but you've forgotten them all. (laughs) No, No, I can't pinpoint what they were. Right. So, you know, like, when you come away from a dream Mm. and you feel like you've picked up some messages and it does uplift you, it does change you, it does inspire you, Mm -hmm. but you can't remember exactly what or where. So, I come away from the trip feeling like I learned some things about myself, like I want to challenge myself in other ways. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I guess I looked at my capabilities when I feel like I'm really down and out. So Mm -hmm, there were times mm -hmm. when the batteries are nearly dead. I'm going up a really, really steep hill. I've run out of resources. So I am tired. I have nothing to drink. Um, Due to poor planning and also due to not really knowing where the next town or shop would be. You don't know that you're going to be another half an hour away from something unless mm-hmm. you know the route. So having those particular moments was was really tough. And then it, it really challenged my ability to just motor on mm-hmm. despite the odds, which I've not had in a while. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately the podcast you titled is the one question that happy people ask most often. I'm not sure there's a specific question they ask. I think people that are happiest are often reviewing mm-hmm. where they are. And you've yeah, touched upon yeah. that as, as a process, basically. Reviewing where you are, and not from a point of view of negativity, mm-hmm. but looking at opportunity to grow, looking at opportunity to change. Because it's very easy to review things and say, oh, I'm rubbish at this and rubbish yeah, at that. Like, yeah. We probably all know people, and we may have even had it ourselves, where when we review things, we look at it from um, putting ourselves down, mm-hmm. looking negatively at things, saying, oh, why can't I be better at this? Why can't I stick to a diet, whatever? Yeah. And the review actually isn't, in my head, a proper review. Yep. 
it's more a beating yourself up session which isn't productive no, at all. all. No. Review and, um, I guess, analysis of things is taking a look objectively at something and then saying, what went well? Mm. What didn't go well? How can I improve? Do I like it? Don't yes, I like yeah. it? And what can I do next? Mm. Where can I head to? And that's, I think, one of the things that we both do. So this bike ride came to my head because I just wanted to do something. And I think that that is where people become happier when you're starting to look outside of your day-to-day, your mm-hmm. week-to-week, your month-to-month, yes, yep. and you start to say, right, what else can I tackle? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't need to be getting on a bicycle, taking an adventure, doing a bungee jump, whatever else, but it's it's pondering and saying to yourself, what can I tackle next? What emotional states maybe do I get into that mm-hmm. aren't really useful for me? How can I review how I feel about certain things? How can I change how I might behave in certain situations how can I change my relationships with particular people yes yep that whole review and analysis and working on how you can make those tweaks to move forwards and if you don't know the answers then potentially doing something like I did which is just choosing something fairly random putting yourself in a tricky situation and see what you're made of Mm. it actually uncovers a lot more than the event itself mm, absolutely, and that's yeah. the thing that i i found during that trip although i learned that i'm capable of getting on even at this hardship it touched much broader than that and it's really hard to qualify what it is mm. but i just I, I think you hear about people doing epic adventures and they say it's changed me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they can't really tell you how it has yeah, but it just has, and I think the bike. Yes, it's not a crazy epic adventure. I've not traversed the world or or gone through the desert for Africa or anything else like that. But it definitely has tweaked the way that my mind thinks about things mm-hmm. and will take me forward. I think in a better way mm. than what I was before. And I think what I love about your story about the bike is you were on your own. And that kind of maybe hints at what I was, you know, sharing about that little parable, that little story is at no point did these three men in that story look at what somebody else had. The point was that they were given what they were given and they went away with Mm -hmm. what they had. And I think we live in a culture where we base our happiness, we base our joy, we base our prosperity on too many times what other people's talents and other people's things that they've done with them. Now, the thing is, we might see someone who is running you know the olympics or or, you know doing something like that but we've forgotten about well maybe they started with nothing and they really had to work to get to that stage or maybe actually they were at the best school in the world they got the best training you you know their circumstances we we measure where we are now versus where they are at the time we see them and we've got no idea what that journey is or how long that journey takes the fact Mm -hmm. is that most people can get themselves to fairly elite levels of fitness mm. um, based on their own measurements of what elite might be. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you can get to a point, not necessarily that you can go to the Olympics, but you can get tremendously good at anything mm. if you commit your time and you actually go in and do the training required. Yes, yes. yes. It's the difference, though, between the people that do and the people that don't. Mm. The Olympians are the ones that turn up and do two, three training sessions every day, really focused on it, working hard. And also they'll have the advice of coaches and things like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, anybody can... Like, we were watching the CrossFit Games recently. Yes, loved it. Yep. The CrossFit Games is incredible. They do a various mix of 
fitness and strength and mm-hmm. athletic things. And it's interesting that you get the core people that go up to about age 35. Mm-hmm. So most of the people in their peak are about 25 or under. Mm-hmm. But they also have the age categories. Yep, yep. So they have five-year windows from 35 to 40, 40 to 45, etc. And then they have the oldest one is 65 plus. Yep, yep. So you have people doing, so they're doing a handstand and then pushing up and down. So a handstand push-up, basically, upside mm-hmm. down push-ups. Yep. They're doing um, 20-foot rope climbs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and various other things, lifting barbells, loads of stuff like that at 65 plus. I know it's incredible. And competing. So doing things as fast as they can to mm-hmm. try and beat other people. Now, they didn't just turn up one day and say, you know what, actually, I'm waiting for my bus today, but I feel like <laughs> Well, there's I a CrossFit. Do... I wonder if they do a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll go do a little bit of the CrossFits today and then enter a competition. No, they've, they're have at the games mm. because they've qualified, mm. because they're better than a bunch of other people, and it'd be because they've been doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. Most people at 65 can't just rock up to a CrossFit gym, do two sessions, no, and all. go to the yeah. games. Yeah. But the key is that, A, it's never too late to start, mm. and B, there's work involved to get to a particular level before you could do things. Absolutely. And I think you've summarised it quite clearly. That it's often the people who maybe overcome things or do things out of the normal. Let's say it's trauma or upset or just, you know, what society says, you're past it. You know, when people are like 65 mm-hmm. doing it. It tends to be those people actually that create inspirational stories and the masterpieces from their life. It's, it's when they they don't assume that anything can hold them back you know like the rate of return we talk about right the whole point Mm -hmm. of what you do with your talents and resources for those people who are 65 wanting to do crossfit i guarantee there was something in them that went i actually don't care if i'm 62 or 65 or 70 i want to go and train and see what i can do what i'm you know they didn't allow a certain thing to stop them with their rate of return it was like okay i'm just going to turn up i'm going to turn up consistently and i'm going to make the most of this opportunity mm-hmm. um and and you know they were going to rise above it and i think you know when you look at everything we've been given in terms of talents and uniqueness you know can we honestly say that we've nurtured everything we've given out of choice has there actually been some things that you've stopped sharing your talents and your gifts because you've been frightened with the world so i have felt maybe for not right now because my mindset's changed but there was definitely a period of a couple of months over the summer there where it just felt like people moaning at me and people getting at me. It just felt like I actually felt myself diminishing and wanting to share what, I, you know, it felt like every time I would turn up, there'd be somebody calling me an idea or there'd be somebody saying, right? And there wasn't all, you know, you're talking about maybe one thing out of a hundred thousand, but it can feel like, oh, I just want to do something and for someone not to say that I'm doing it wrong or, you know, mm-hmm. very kind of that. Got at, and I actually what I felt was, I still showed up but I could feel myself diminishing with the light that's the best way to do like you've got this thing you want to share you believe you're talented you believe that it's good it's going to do good in the world but you're almost reluctant you're starting wanting to shrink back you've got the expectation that you're not going to feel as good as you wanted to Mm. about it because somebody's going to make some kind of comment exactly and obviously that's a challenge we all have in the world i think especially when you're in the public eye to some level Mm. you can't please everybody no and 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 that's and that's very very difficult though to get used to yeah i am getting used to it but when you're putting out your best and and that's the interesting thing right 
if everyone I think can relate even in a normal workplace you go you do the best work you can you produce something and then someone says to you that's not quite right yeah and it's not because you chose to do anything wrong it's not because you didn't listen or anything else it's just because in their head they had a different expectation but there's nothing more disheartening than really feeling like you've done a good job yeah and someone saying that's not quite it Mm. and obviously for yours it's strangers for other people it would be their bosses or potentially families you know you go out and do your best on a fitness thing and people are putting you down so that's something I think is very difficult to learn to get used to Mm. because ultimately when you try your best you're riding on this high of I've given my best effort I've done what I can and I feel proud of it and to have that put down mm. is, is quite hard hitting. And I think that's where my mindset started to change before last week, having that question appear in my mind, you know, what are you doing with the resources and skills? It's kind of like I wasn't answering, I wasn't answerable to the people around me to judge me. I was answerable to myself mm-hmm. or, you know, the universe or whatever, you know, like a higher thing, like, okay, this is what you've been given and this right now, it doesn't matter what the circumstances say or do do you feel that you've done enough? And I think when we're aiming for something, when we're aiming, aiming for anything, we know we're entering this uncharted territory, right? We know that we're going to feel out of our comfort zone. We know that we're going to feel nervous. We're not going to feel confident. And it's when you're also not following the footsteps of others, So if you are someone who's maybe been a pioneer or a thought leader or you're just wanting to create a new product or do something differently, that's when these these feelings of, oh, I'm a bit scared to do what I want to do. How am I going to show up and things like that? Um, And and we talked about obviously your bike cycle and things like that, you know, what you did. And all of our challenges can vary in life. So it's not about physical challenges. It can be also, are there things with your talents and resources? What about knowledge? You know, that you may be, the, the knowledge that you've gained, have you applied that knowledge that you have? If you know something about a particular field or a particular job role, have you then used that to the maximum you could have? Can we taken it to where you think, you know, the limit is right now? Um, and I think very often when, we, when we're evaluating where we are in life, I've touched upon this, you know, we look at what everyone else is doing, but really everybody's journey is based on their own perception of growth. And I really think like your journey from London to Glasgow, like I was just super thankful that you got even halfway. <laughs> I just thought it was incredible. It was definitely hard to watch because you're like, oh no, don't. I, I definitely no, think sure that okay. if people that haven't done anything like that could be in my shoes and feel how it felt, mm. it actually was way tougher than I expected. Yes, yeah, for, yeah. for various areas. It's not, you know, cycling along a road, for hours and hours and hours, no big deal. Mm. But if if you're interested to see some of it, go look at the the third entry on the Kempston House YouTube channel yeah, and see some of the the paths and some of the um, terrain that I was having to deal with and some of the hills I had to deal with. It was at times incredibly tough because if mm. I just told a particular app to use um, cycle routes, mm. it decided that some areas of cycle routes when <laughs> It was crazy, wasn't it? You, 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 you couldn't send a Land Rover down some of it. <laughs> it looked atrocious. So the, the thing I think is always to remember that there will be challenges in life and actually you should seek those challenges. Mm, mm. You should look out for opportunities to 
challenge yourself, to test yourself, to use your talents, as mm, you said. Mm. Um, and sometimes we don't know what our talents are. Mm. And that's why like, I don't know what my talents are overall. I know that I've got more things in me than I've uncovered so far. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do the cycle ride, not for the physical side of it, but just to uncover some perseverance, to mm. challenge myself exactly. with something it's different, really because I know that it has knock-on effects in yes. the non-physical yes. side. Um, at some point soon, I want to try doing a smaller triathlon. Mm -hmm. yep. But I also want to do some other things like some surfing paddleboard like yeah. I, I like to do physical things because for me doing something new physically generally unlocks something for me mentally yep yeah. which allows me to see more of what I've got to give what mm. the world's got to give and find opportunity mm. and also be in a position where like I can support what we're doing as a yeah, business, yeah. give insight to you better. So for me, the physical unlocks the mental. For you, you much prefer reading and being challenged by mm, things mm. and having your mindset tweaked by different thoughts yes, and ideas. Yep. So we ultimately have the keys to our brains in different ways, mm -hmm. but we both like to do things so that we are trying to unlock another chapter in Absolutely. our mindsets yep and what we've got no that's beautiful that really is and i think closing up um on this podcast i wanted to emphasize and we're going to cover this i think on an episode i'm full of ideas right now it's beautiful life is not meant to be a hustle and a grind it is not meant to be that you're constantly overcoming or you know i've got to do this i've got to battle through this i've got to have willpower and hard work and grit i actually think you know when i was thinking about this podcast episode i want to remind you that what you have already is good enough for whatever you want to create in your life, for whatever fitness, money, business goals, what you've got all the resources locked up within you. It's just all about you believing and being open to actually receiving and, and unlocking them. And so, you know, what I would say is remember, time and effort are needed usually in a lot of things, mm -hmm. okay? Like if you if you do want to get fit, fitter than where you are right now, let's say as an example, it won't happen overnight. You can't just do one push-up and, you know, you're on the CrossFit Games. Time is one of those things that we, we never count for properly. Time is the key to most progression, most mm, mm. direction in life. You need to allow time. Now, if you just wait for long enough, mm. it's not going to happen. So obviously, as you mentioned, effort, effort time, is required, yeah. but you can't fast track everything. Yes. You, can, I, I, you can be more efficient in yep. some areas, but ultimately you can't, as you said, you can't do one push up and then suddenly be the body shape you want to be. Those things take time. Mm. You can definitely be faster or slower, but also sometimes you'll find that trying to go the quickest you can mm. isn't the most sustainable and at which point you can end up not making it to where you want to so you need to respect the time required yeah. to make something happen I think without that then you are setting yourself up to potentially fail yeah no exactly so at the end I wanted to give you some questions now if you've listened all the way through thank you for that but I wanted to give you some starters to think about after this episode just so this isn't top added. tips is it this, this is, is not questions. top tips this is top questions okay right we're like we're like <laughs> top questions tip something okay right. so here are the questions that I'd love you to ponder after listening to this what talent are you going to make sure you get a rate of return on moving forward 
What talent or passion are you willing to share even if there wasn't an obvious rate of return but you felt called to? So it could well be something like you want to to do something for someone else, you want to start picking up that hobby you've been thinking about, really explore that in your mind. Second thing I would ask you to think about is what mindsets have you been holding about your abilities to create the life you want? So what thing, what mindsets, what beliefs about yourself are holding you back from creating the life you want? And what are you going to do to replace them moving forward? Because remember, in life, and you maybe if you've listened to a couple of episodes or our back catalogue, you'll get the gist that you can literally create anything you want in life. And often it is just you need to change what you think about yourself. So those paradigms, what are you going to now replace the ones that have been holding you back? And then finally, if you could do one action thing today that would allow you to use your talents more to maybe even create a little bit of magic within the next month or the next week, what would feel good? What would be something super easy that you could do today that would just feel you were using something that was your talent or your resource a little bit better? Could it be sending you know, a text to a loved one so that you can develop relationships that you've always wanted? Is it writing an email to somebody, get applying for that job that you've always dreamed of, writing a book, starting a podcast, filming a YouTube video? There really is no limit to what you can achieve. So one of the keys for me, I think, is we've all seen the American Star infomercials where they're showing a product and they're showing the problem and they're saying, there must be a better way. (laughs) And I think that that is the key to becoming happy is understanding that if something isn't working for you, Mm, mm. then there probably is a better way. We were having a conversation with somebody yesterday who happens to listen to the podcast. So hi. And (laughs) um, to that person we're not going to (laughs) name. And they're having some, some challenges. Yes. And the thing is, you you just kind of in life, a lot of time you have challenges and you live with those challenges because you don't know any better. Mm, mm. Um, you assume that that's just part of the process and that's that's the way life is. Mm. But actually by stepping back and saying to yourself, surely there's got to be a better way. Mm. You challenge your own mindset and then often what that will do is lead you on to thought, research, talking to other people, whatever it happens to be. And you'll often find that if something is painful enough, there is a better way. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what it comes down to when you're looking at reviewing stuff, using your talents, using your skills, and also not allowing yourself to get bogged down in something that feels uncomfortable, painful, or Mm. challenging. It's actually saying there's got to be a better way because that is the part where you get to uncover more frequent happiness Mm. when you're not stuck in certain places with certain scenarios or situations, whatever they happen to be. Because you're saying to yourself, there's got to be a better way. And therefore, I'm going to explore how to make it different. Mm -hmm, By mm -hmm. doing that, by thinking it and then doing the action, that's how you can definitely uncover more of the happiness that we all deserve. Absolutely. It's moving to that um, contentment, knowing that you are exactly where you're meant to be. You are exactly the person you were meant to be. It doesn't mean that you don't want to grow and improve in future but you did everything based on exactly what you knew and exactly the skill sets you had to date, okay? Mm -hmm. So now you can take that and start afresh. It's been such a delightful episode talking to you, Matthew. I always love chatting You do like a chat, don't you? (laughs) I like a chat. Oh, cheeky. Um, So if you have enjoyed today's podcast, we would love if you, well, first of all, do a couple of things. If you hit subscribe, it means that you get notified every time we do a new episode.
episode, you will equally, I have no doubt, find a lot of value from them. Um, and we also have a back catalogue. I've been doing this over a year now, so there's plenty of episodes. Here's a little fun suggestion. Go through the back catalogue, pick one that jumps out at you. There's ones about money, there's ones about business, there's one about lifestyle. Oh, there's so many good nuggets. So pick one, save it for maybe your walk tomorrow or when you're out and about or something. And also, why not think of a friend or someone you know and then go to that back catalogue and say, you know what? You need that, this episode. That would be good for you. <laughs> exactly. So grab that episode, get the link, send it to them, give it to someone else, and maybe you can change someone else's world just that little oh, bit. Exactly. Multiply that rate of return on the podcast. Love it. Love yep. it. Okay, so thank you so much for listening to us today, and we'll speak to you very soon.